This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Gracie and you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you very much, Rita Cosby. A um, a lot going on tonight. And I, I will start with, uh, I didn't plan on starting with this, but again, folks ask me uh, sometimes via via text message and so on, why do I focus on crime so much? Well, here's why. Uh, the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, uh, just wrapped up a news conference where a 12-year-old boy was fatally shot while sitting in a parked minivan in Brooklyn. This, this happened tonight. Tonight. And one of the witnesses says, and I'm quoting her here, I have lived in Brooklyn all my life, and I thought we were past this sort of thing. But it's deja vu. There's constant fear. The evil has come back to the city. I'm going to get to Ukraine in just a second. But the evil is back in New York City. I'm not being over dramatic here. I remember the days in the uh in the 1980s there was an entire market. Uh, I'm sure many of you will uh remember this where you had to have a portable radio in your car. And so those of us that are members of the media actually turned in our NYP plates because to have NYP plates at that time meant that you had some type of equipment in your car and the drug addicts, those addicted to crack would smash your windows and the portable radios where you, you would take the cover of your radio out with you and, and part of it would remain uh, inside the unit. And so what happened the other night where apparently a woman wearing a wig on 37th, I believe, between 9th and 10th, the cabbie goes inside to go to the bathroom. She picks up a cinder block and smashes his window for some cash and an iPhone. But the mayor at a news conference uh, tonight, 12-year-old boy, fatally shot, sitting in a parked car, uh, a second person was injured, a woman 20 years old. Um, this happened at East 
56th Street and Linden Boulevard and East Flatbush just after 7.45 p.m. Uh, tonight. The boy was struck in the chest and head and transported to Kings County Hospital where he was pronounced dead. The mayor uh, went to the area for a news conference. Uh, you'll be able to hear what the mayor had to say during uh, Frank Morano's show coming up uh, a bit later this morning. So that's one of the stories that is on my mind. Another happens to be Ukraine, the war entering its sixth week, and we are being told expect even more suffering. You have to give the people of Ukraine credit for hanging in there, for fighting a good fight. But it's really sad that this is continuing, and it's a reality of the world that we live in. Now, I don't know. Maybe it's the uh, technology, the modern-day technology, but it just seems that this war unlike some others, is playing out in real time where we can see the suffering, and it has to stop. It has to stop. So Russian forces in Ukraine regrouping to double down, to double down on their attacks in the uh, east of the country, according to uh, NATO. President Biden says no clear signs. Russians are relenting in their assault around the capital. Talks between Ukraine and Russia resume later today by video. But the head of the Ukrainian delegation says that Ukraine will not, will not sign a peace treaty until Moscow withdraws its troops. More on the situation with Will Smith, Chris Rock. Apparently the uh, LAPD, the LAPD was uh, prepared to arrest Will Smith for battery. That's according to the Oscars uh, producer, The producer, his name is uh, Will Packer, and he shared the stunning behind-the-scenes details in an interview that will air in just a couple of hours on uh, Good Morning America. Now, this producer, Mr. Packer, laid out what the options were when this happened. This is battery was the word they used in that moment. They said... uh We will go get him. We are prepared. We're prepared to get him right now. You can press charges. We can arrest him. You have, they were laying out the options. Laying out the uh, options. And for Chris Rock, um, tonight was a second night of performing uh, in Boston. And according to this producer, Chris Rock said no to Will Smith being arrested. The LAPD officers finished laying out what his options were and um and they said you know would you like us to take any action and he said no he said no he said no being uh chris rock then there's the emerging video of uh jada pinkett smith that came out today giggling 
after Will Smith uh, slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. We are taking your telephone calls on a number of stories this morning. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. And please go download the 77 WABC app. You can find my podcasts and you can listen to any of the programs here on WABC at your convenience. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy tests positive for COVID-19. We are being told that the uh, governor is asymptomatic. He's currently feeling well, according to a statement from his communications uh, director. Now, this all comes as the second booster shot is available. My position, folks, and I know it's controversial, and we can talk about this this morning. My position is I am not going to play Russian roulette with my life by not getting the second booster. I am not willing to take that chance with my life by not receiving the vaccine. And so apparently Murphy Murphy took a rapid test Thursday afternoon and then a PCR test, both of which came back positive. He's feeling well apparently and doesn't have uh, any symptoms. So let's get right to the uh, telephone calls. Let's start with Dan in the great state of Ohio. Good morning, Dan. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, sir. I enjoy your program very much. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Go right ahead, Dan. You know, Biden, uh, when he was in office, mentioned about pulling out of NATO. And that was a brilliant statement because those 30 NATO countries have 900 million people. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 900 million. And Canada, the United States, you take them out, and that leaves 600 million people in Europe, and they have a hard time feeding themselves, and their natural resources are depleted. And Trump could form a Pacific alliance with Africa, South America, and the United States, and that would be 2 million people, a lot of neat natural resources, a lot of potential. We would be much better in alliance with those two countries than with NATO. We have a lot of headaches with NATO. Well, and there's an end game. Okay, go ahead, coming. Dan. There's an end game coming in uh, in Ukraine, which is not pleasant. It reminds me of night of August 6, 1945. What ended that war? Russia is losing a lot of equipment and men, and I don't think Russia is going to give Ukraine up. Well, I Dan, look for Russia. You look for Russia. Go ahead, to Dan. Drop, to drop a low nuclear atom bomb on Kiev to end the war. Either that will end the war or it will start a mass nuclear war. Well, either one of those are, are not good options, Dan. And, and let's just hope and pray that it doesn't come to that. Of course, everything is still on the table and the world community is monitoring this situation. But the question becomes, how much suffering can one group of people take? And that's what the situation is for the people in Ukraine. 
I, I thank you for the uh, for the uh, telephone call, Dan. I see a number of you uh, want to talk about uh, crime. Let's go to uh, Alan in Brooklyn. Good morning, Alan. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, good morning, Dominic. Thanks for taking my call. You do a great job. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. So, so yeah, about the crime. I'm, I'm from Brooklyn originally. Um, not that far from that neighborhood where that you had mentioned from uh, East Flatbush, so a little bit of ways, but mm-hmm. not far from there. So we all know that, uh, listen, Adams is, is definitely trying. It's definitely better than the Blasio, but again, I'm still not that happy with his performance. But the root cause, as we know, is his hands are tied with no cash bail. Uh, the filth up in Albany, led by Andrea Stewart-Cousins, head of the Senate, and Carl, uh, Carl Heasty just refused to budge. And it's said on this, you know, this radio station by your colleagues that it seems like they're protecting just a, uh, a very small percentage of criminals while the rest of the city, over 8.5 million people in the surrounding areas, are all suffering as a result. Where right. do you see this going? What can the governor do? And also, at what point... Uh, do you start seeing people take you no know, vigilante justice? Because at what point does society say, you know what, the police hands, the cops, their hands are tied. They cannot do anything, even if they wanted to. We, we can't, you know, we're just sitting here like uh, shaking in our pants, waiting for something bad to happen. People don't want to ride the subways. People don't want to come into Manhattan anymore. It's, you know, it, it just this, this issue is not going away. And the politicians, especially the Democrats, have made every excuse imaginable to protect the criminal, they blame COVID, they blame race, they blame everything and anything. But we all know it's because no cash bail is a disaster. It's dangerous. People have gotten seriously hurt. People have gotten killed. It's impacting this, the city and the state's economy. Where do you see this going? Well, Alan, it's a great question, and I, I thank you for the call. One, part of the uh, problem is that Albany leaders, they, they, they have this standard uh, talking point uh, down even to the New York City comptroller of, well, bail, bail reform is working. 99% of the people show up for their bail hearings and that it's only 1% that's causing the problem. That's the talking point from those that support this nonsense. Well, even if it's just 1%, it's 1% too many. Go ask the mother of this 12-year-old boy shot, killed in the, in, in the head in Brooklyn tonight whether or not she wants to see the, uh, the bail system change. Go ask any of the recent victims. They've all come out publicly and said, listen, this is not working. So this is all part. This is all part. I get it, folks, with Khalif uh, Browder. And if you if you the young man at um, at uh, that was held at, at Rikers and and that was like the tipping point. I get it. If you look at the Netflix special on Khalif Browder, it's like a six or seven part uh, segment in which I'm in it. And I'm going after the uh, president uh, of the Correction Officers Union at the time. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Norman Seabrook. And th- this is all, so Alan, you asked me, where is this going? This is all part of this snowball uh, rolling down the hill of wokeness, defund the police, some historical inequities, some, but it's all into a snowball 
that's continuing to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and the problems are becoming enormous, enormous. And the system has to change. It must change. And it's either with the lawmakers, either you're going to make the change or you have got to go. There's no other way to put this. A 12-year-old boy tonight shot dead in, 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 in a car. The mayor of New York City, let's say, let's say it was a mayor that, that you all love, right? The mayor of New York City had to cancel his plans this evening and rush to, I believe it was Kings County Hospital, for, for two people shot. And this is happening on a regular. So that's the best way, Alan, that I can describe it. This is like a bad snowball that's rolling down the hill and it keeps gaining momentum in terms of human casualties, human lives where people are catching stray bullets. People are being hit in the head with hammers. People are being pushed in front of trains and these no good politicians are hiding behind basically a a racial argument of We're correcting historical inequities. It was not nice or or legal what happened to Khalif Browder. He refused to take a deal. Small uh, young man in terms of his uh, physical uh, description. And he was pummeled at Rikers Island repeatedly. And after he finally cleared his name, and was released from Rikers, a two-year or ordeal, the young man committed suicide. We can never bring back Khalif Browder. And his family in the Bronx has been very upset, rightfully so, about this situation. But, folks, I, I mean, maybe maybe if it something, God forbid, happens to uh, one of these lawmakers' relatives, then maybe they'll see the light of day. But as of right now, they're just digging in their heels, and they are not changing. Jennifer up in Boston, good morning, Jennifer, and how are you? Hi, Dominic. It's always a pleasure to hear you. Thank you. Um, I do so wish you had more time on air. Um, You're just such a gift. Um, If I could, two points, and I'll try to be concise. Um, First of all, the politicians that were raging against uh, uh, taking qualified immunity away from the police. I think that's rich because they all have qualified immunity. And if they had to live with their decisions with the same repercussions that they want for police, I mean, the double standard is glaring. Um, and I think that would help your everyday citizen a great deal if they were literally accountable in ways that they want others to be um, because they have more power than anyone, really. So, uh, you know, they're dictating the rules for the rest of society. And I think that they should have their qualified immunity taken. You and I know it won't happen because they won't do it to themselves. But that's why they get away with it. Because what are, what are their repercussions? And lastly, when it comes to crime and that poor young boy tonight, 12 years old, I was thinking about it today. In one week, there was a young child, three years old, shot in New York, um, critically wounded. There was a, a three-year-old boy right outside of Chicago 
that was sitting in a car at a supermarket with his mother. There was a gun in the car, and he shot her dead, you know, not knowing what he was doing. He picked up a gun and shot her. She died. And then a couple of days ago, right outside of Dallas, there was another mother sitting in a car with her three-year-old, and the three-year-old found a gun and shot himself in the head, and she tried to say someone else did it, and there wasn't a gun in the car, and blah, blah, blah. So I think the travesty that is happening to the youth of America, and I also don't know why parents aren't held more accountable, just like the school shooting that was a couple of months back when the parents had given a gun to the young man and he went in and killed those poor students that he was, you know, going to school with. I think there needs to be a lot more accountability, a lot more on the line for parents um, that have guns available on any level to young children. Um, and I, I just, it's such a heartbreak. You have a, a nice family in New York and their three-year-old was killed. They're up and moving. You were talking about that. I think it was you that talked about that. They got to get out of here. Yes. That's not safe. And so what, what kind of a mad world are we living in? And why is it, I say this every time, Dominic, why is this acceptable in our society? Why? I, well, I don't get it. You, like, you have people that call you and we vent and we talk. But, but like I've told you before, where is the outrage in Albany? Where is the daily protest outside these people's homes, outside the state house, outside of everywhere? Well, Why isn't there outrage? So it, that's all I can say well, about well, it. Well, thank you for the call, Jennifer, and have a, uh, a great morning. It, this is such a massive is, issue. It starts with um, the dis- dysfunction of the uh, family unit. It starts with the music that we've been listening to or permitting our kids to listen to uh, for years. It starts with uh, kids are are told that it's not cool to go to school, to get an education. And there are times sometimes, folks, that, um, again, 99% of the comments, 99.5% of the comments that I receive here are positive and constructive. But there's that 0.5% that reaches out to me to say, well, why, why do you discuss crime? Why? Why? Why do you talk about this is why? This is why. You'd want me to talk about it when it's your 12-year-old child. That's sitting in the morgue as we speak. That was in a car, not hurting anyone. The latest on Will Smith, the governor of New Jersey testing positive for COVID and the 12 year old shot dead in a car in Brooklyn just a few hours ago. All of that and more. And of course, your telephone calls are coming up. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I heard you were looking for me. And we are back. 
Talk Radio 77 WABC. So I'm looking at my uh, Twitter, Wiser Words 2, um, just uh, responded to uh, our friend Sal as it relates. I'm going to read what, what she says here. And I asked her to uh, give me a call, and we, we will move her to the top of the line if she calls in, because she wanted to know my definition of wokeness. And I asked what was her definition of wokeness. So TikTok, I'm still waiting to hear from you. Um, but anyway, so Wiser Words 2 says, Sal, it will be great night of broadcasting if Dominic acknowledges New Jersey has had bail reform since 2017 and it has not led to an increase in crime. So that, that's a valid point. I've got to check it out and see if that's uh, see if that's actually uh, accurate. But amid all of this that's going on, there are still people that feel like wiser uh, words too does. And basically the feeling is, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is people are dropping, unfortunately, like flies. That's the big deal. Victims of crime. Something has to give. The Will Smith situation, uh, perhaps becoming stranger by the day. And I know if I'm uh, uh, Will Smith, he, he's got a, uh, a big problem, a big problem. The mayor of New York, uh, who attended the, um, the situation in Brooklyn with this 12-year-old shot dead tonight in the head, uh, Frank Morano is going to have much more on this, including um, uh, some of what the mayor had to say at 1 a.m. this morning. But I want to rewind to Mayor Adams yesterday on, on uh, Good Day New York, in which he was asked, the mayor of New York, about the situation with Will Smith. And here's what he had to say. Violence is never the answer. It's a painful moment. You know, this is the life we're in. Listen, they did a skit on me on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I had to laugh <laughs> with it, you know. But, you know, sometimes when you're dealing with an illness in a loved one, you become emotional. And sometimes we have to think through our actions and not react through our passion. And uh, I believe, as he acknowledged, and I accept his apology, and it's up to Chris Rock to determine if he wants to move forward with any type of yeah, action. Yeah, but should he be action. punished? Should he give back his award? I mean, do you... Well, um, I don't think he should. You know, the, the worst day in our life should not be the description of our entire life. You know, Will Smith has been an amazing actor, humanitarian. He has been a real leader. Uh, I think he had a bad day. All things true, what Mayor Adams just said, but this is not a situation where society can just look the other way. And as I've been saying all week long, I'm going right back to your telephone calls, as I have been saying, folks, and this is why Chris Rock is not saying anything in response, because the fact of the matter is he does not want to be responsible for bringing another black man down. That's the bottom line. And so he's also worried about Chris Rock. What will be the impact on his career within his own community? So Chris Rock finds himself in a very bad situation that Will Smith created and Will Smith, his career as of right now, is in deep trouble. Let's go to Malcolm. 
Malcolm in uh, Newark, New Jersey. Good morning and welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, good evening, Dominic. I uh, just want to say that I think uh, Chris Rock should be a gentleman and, and not do anything as far as uh, pursuing any vengeance against uh, uh, against Will Smith. However, I think he should immediately, and, and this is my my humble opinion, that he should immediately file a $300 million lawsuit because that video is going to be going all over the place. And $300 million is a is a mere pittance uh, compared to what uh, what's going to be happening with that video. And I think in all fairness, he should, he should definitely pursue that route and not uh, uh, do any criminal charges. So that's my opinion. Dominic, what's yours? Well, Malcolm, you, you raise a good point, and uh, comedian movie star Jim Carrey <laughs> shares your opinion. Jim Carrey said file for $200 million. I hear you, Malcolm, but, I, folks, I'm trying to give you some insight. There is a lot of uh, 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 behind-the-scenes racial politics going on within the black community as it relates to this. And Chris Rock just wants this to go away. I don't think he's going to do anything. He just wants all of this to go away, like almost like it never happened. Let's go to Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. And I must say, thank you. You're doing well with controlling your vocal yelling. Anyway, I have a, a, a opinion about this. Does anybody remember in 1974 when uh, John Wayne wanted to beat up this Native American uh, sister that took the award for um, Marlon Brando? And when and uh, Gil, um, was it Mel Gibson um, actually had an explosion, they kept their awards. This is something that just not to go away, but it's not newsworthy. I don't see where it's that important. It's wait, wait, Audrey, wait, 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 wait. One of the biggest Hollywood walks up to another Hollywood star on live television, slaps him in the face, and you don't believe it's newsworthy? It's not worth all the hoopla. I mean, this. Uh, what about what happened in 1974? I don't know if you were around, but I was. When John Wayne wanted to attack his Native American sister that Marlon Brando had sent because he didn't want the award for um, um, The Godfather. Okay, but okay, but Audrey, li- li- listen to the key word. You said he wanted to. I'm not familiar with the uh, circumstance, the John Wayne situation. I remember it somewhat, but I'm not. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know enough to comment on it. But the situation currently here is not a possibility. It actually happened. So I mean, I, I Audrey, I thank you for the call, and I always enjoy uh, hearing from you. Let's go to Russ in Far Rockaway, and I haven't forgotten the topic of the uh, vaccinations and the crime in New York. We're going back to that, and of course, coming up at uh, one a.m. this morning, we have Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Russ, good morning. You're on Talk Radio seventy-seven WABC. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, uh, Will Smith and his uh, Academy Award for uh, Best Actor, he should be allowed to keep it. In fact, I think he should be given a second one. Because okay. uh, right. his, his performance on stage has driven his book sales, which were in the tank, back up through the roof. And Chris Rock is now selling out six months in advance. Right. I think okay. it was all a very effective performance. Well, I, I thank you for the call, Russ. But, but, but this is, and I understand you're talking economics. This is a very serious uh, situation where 
two of the biggest stars in Hollywood, their careers are are on uh, the line. Let's go the issue of um, vaccines. As I said earlier tonight, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy has tested positive for COVID-19, and it just reinforces for me that I have got to go get this second booster shot. I understand and I respect those of you that say, no, you want nothing to do with this. But for me, I'm not willing to take the gamble with my life. And one day, you know, Frank or Curtis or someone else tells you Dominic is not with us anymore. He's not alive. You know, he passed away. Let's go to Stan in Forest Hills. Good morning, Stan. What's on your mind this morning? Bravo. Bravo and bravo again for what you said in the early part and just now. Bravo. I applaud you ten times over. But there won't be many who won't listen. They're not, you know, brain dead and so forth. And uh, I'm taking mine next Monday. And uh, I'm going to take the Moderna. That's mine and so forth. And uh, we'll see what happens. I'm not worried about it. I'm not, you know, because this thing is just sitting around waiting to come back again. And I sure as hell don't want to hear the day when you ain't there. And so you ain't there because your ratings went down. That's about it. (laughs) (laughs) But the way you're going, your ratings are up. So what I'm saying is bravo on that. That's that's nice of you to say, Stan. Anyway, one last thing, quickie. And and the numbers are sky high, so we'll take it. But but (laughs) go ahead. Quickie, quickie. Go ahead. What the hell was Audrey talking? John Wayne never laid a hand. I will remember that. Never laid a hand on the woman. Never touched her. I don't know what Audrey's talking about. Yes, I remember the incident. I watched it. But what the heck was she talking? She, I, I don't guess she was watching another show. I, I believe she's just making a comparison of situation to situation. But but I hear you, Stan. And uh, hey, Stan, I want to ask you something uh, b- before I before I move on. In your opinion, because I guarantee you, as soon as you get off the phone, I'm going to receive at least three to four calls where folks, uh, you know, they, they're not happy sometimes with what you say. Why do you think you strike a nerve with some of our listeners? Uh, it's simple, my friend. First of all, you know, there's good days you have on your show and they're bad days. Uh, the majority of the people that call on this program, it's I mean, this isn't brain science, are conservative and right-wing and think a certain way. And that's one of the reasons. I don't. As I'm conservative on some things. I'm liberal on many things. I'm not progressive. So I'm going to disagree with a lot of the people that call up here. Believe me, i got to get a headache listening to some of these brain-dead people. But they have a right to speak as well as I do. And if people want to email and say not have them on, that's fine. It's the American way. So I'm not, you know, hey, you do a great show. I have questions, and sometimes we argue, but that's what this is about. Radio is the greatest medium. You listen Agreed. and you talk. Agreed. Well, Stan, I thank you for the call, and my friend, have a uh, have a uh, good morning. So, so much has been made about the definition of wokeness. Let's go to uh, Robert, Robert in Philadelphia. Good morning, Robert, and uh, what do you think about that, the definition of wokeness? Um, well, uh, in a nutshell, it's another thing that started out as a good thing, but was ruined by the left. And I'd like to thank our friend Stan for referring to us as brain dead, which I don't mind Stan being on. He's always good for a laugh. Last time he was on, he said woke, 
was a phrase that was coined by right-wingers, and that gave me a huge laugh. Um, as I told you before, my five kids are grown or biracial, and we talk about everything, everything, reparations, woke, the current, everything that's going on today. We have open, great conversations, and there's a lot of respect and love there, and I appreciate that. But um, to me, um, I, I did a little research. It was coined by a, an African-American playwright in the 1940s. Um, it gained popularity again in the 60s and early 70s with the African-American members of the counterculture movement. And I believe it made a resurgence again when rap first. Would you remember the edutainment with KRS-One? Yes. Yes. Okay. He he used it. And then in 2008, Erica Badu used it in her song saying, Stay Woke. So it's got a long history. Stan, it wasn't invented by right-wingers, okay? But at any rate... Um, when we discussed this, it occurred to me that the meaning of it is an acute awareness of history and its impact on the present. Now, that's not a bad thing, is it? No, no. Define that way. Define that way, Robert. It's it's not a bad thing. But I, you know, I, I wish I had so much time uh, that I could deal with you right now with this. But but I do have to I do have to move on. But in a nutshell. I have to move on, so please keep this short. What does it wokeness mean in 2022? In 2022, it has been perverted by the left and co-opted by the right as an insult. In a nutshell, another movement beaten down by misuse by left wingers, and that's my nutshell. And, and I, I think, thank you, Robert. And I, I, you know, I think I would, I think I would agree with you. Um. But it goes, it goes uh, much further. The way that I try my best to live my life, folks, is no excuses. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody cares. No excuses. And wokeness is all about excuses. It's all about a crutch for historical inequities But the question always becomes, rather than hiding behind something, rather than hiding behind race, oh, they won't let me. Oh, I can't get the mortgage. Oh, I can't get a college degree. Right? Sometimes sometimes there's some truth in, in those statements, but what are you going to do about it? Are you going to just sit back and complain the rest of your natural life about what you can't do. What I'm about, folks, and I've got to take a commercial a commercial break, what I'm about is generational wealth. That's what I'm about. That my grandkids will walk into a situation where they will work hard like anyone else, but have opportunities perhaps that that I did not have and be able to move on. Generational wealth. I'm not interested in your wokeness. I'm interested in, like James Brown uh, has a song, and he says, I I don't want no nobody, I'm trying to remember the words off the top of my head, to give me something, uh, uh, open up the door, I'll get it myself. That's my philosophy. 
that came from James Brown. Again, um, I don't want anybody to, to and, and I'm paraphrasing as, as Matt's trying to find the song right now, but, but here's he what I, I need to do, folks, because I've gone past the uh, commercial break. Hey, Matt, have you been able, been able to find it? Yeah, the song is I Don't Want Nobody to Give Me Nothing. Can you play a little bit of it? I can't play it. Okay, okay. But I can give you some of the, the lyrics. Okay, all right. Uh, it says, I don't want nobody to give me nothing. Open up the door. I'll get it myself. Do you hear me? Right. And and and, and he says that over and over. And the year, does it show the year that James Brown did this song? 1970. 1970. That was a perfect rendition, Matt. Thank you for that. <laughs> and and here we are, Alex and Matt. Here we are, what, uh, 50 years, 52 years later? 52 years later? And the system has come up with this crutch to hold an entire group of people back called wokeness and and you're playing into the nonsense to believe this crap because that's all it is. Anyway, folks, I've got to take a commercial break. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. I do want to point out that this is now my Friday. Right. It's Friday morning. So I will not be on the air tomorrow like I have been in the past from midnight to 1 a.m. My week starts now on Sunday nights at midnight to 1 a.m. So it's technically Monday morning. My schedule will mirror the schedule of uh, Frank Morano. So I won't be here tomorrow, but I will be back Sunday night at midnight starting off the work week. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'll be right back. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno, he's your numero uno. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And here is a good thing, folks. The campaign to recall L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon is gaining momentum with over 200,000 uh, signatures. This is the second effort to recall the uh, the district attorney in L.A. Uh, they've raised over four million dollars, and uh, they need approximately five hundred thousand signatures from L.A. County voters. And Senator Lindsey Graham of uh, South Carolina says he will vote against Judge Katanji uh, Brown Jackson for the Supreme Court. Folks, I, I don't have a problem with the senator voting yay or nay on any given issue as long as, as long as it's done on the merits. And um, he he says here, and I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with this, but he says that his decision is based on Judge Jackson's record of judicial activism. And uh, 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 I now know why Judge Jackson is the favorite of the radical left, and I will vote no. Um, you know, she's going to the Supreme Court. The Democrats have the votes. I'm going back to your telephone calls in just one second. Democrats have the votes. Uh, what was a what was kind of a turnoff for me 
And, you know, let's all hope and pray that she'll be a good justice on the Supreme Court. Uh, she does have the uh, qualifications. What was a turnoff for me was when uh, she would not answer the question of defining uh, what a woman is. I mean, come on, folks. We all know why the political reasons why she didn't do it. But, I mean, come on. The definition of a woman, and you won't answer that, and you're a woman yourself. Let's go back to the uh, telephone calls. Let's go to Charles. Charles is calling from Queens. Good morning, Charles. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, hi. I want to respond to the woman who passionately, uh, several callers ago, had asked, where's the outrage, for heaven's sake? Where's the outrage? But first, I want to say, regarding your philosophy, Dominic, um, Henry Ford had said, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right, which is a very uh, powerful quote, in my opinion. Anyways, going back to why there's no outrage. One, if you ask the average person in the street, what do you think about Benghazi? Even say a month, a year ago, two years ago, they say Benghazi, Benghazi. Is that a tiger? No, a football team? Why? The media doesn't cover it. I believe only 20 or 30 million people listen to radio talk shows. So they know what's happening. The majority of people are busy, too busy with life. They don't know much. And the media doesn't cover it, so they don't know. Secondly, the Republicans don't have enough guts. For example, if I was a senator, I don't know if I have enough guts, but if I was a Republican senator, I would say Jackson knows her laws. She knows stuff. But until I feel that she's mentally, mentally okay, she, she needs psychological help. I can't make it say she should go to the Supreme Court. Nobody says that. We all complain. It's insanity. It's not insanity. You ask, what is uh, wokeism? Madness. Nothing that you say is wrong. The more insane you are, the more it's normal. The more That's great. Let's applaud it. I used to mm. have a habit of saying, somebody would ask me, are you sure about that? I used to, I'm 73 years old. I used to respond, am I sure about that? I'm as sure about that as I know that I'm a male, not a female. <laughs> that was my definiteness. I know who I am, right? Mm-hmm. This is all these years. And then now, wait a second. I don't know. There's 57 genders. I don't know who I am anymore, do I? I do know. They don't. I'm just saying uh, Republicans don't talk much. And if they do, the media doesn't cover it anyway. So there's a conspiracy going on with the Hunter Biden thing and everything else going on. I don't know where America went. I, I, well, I, I'm shocked. Well, Charles, I, I thank you for the call. And you may be on to something when you say that uh, you don't know where America has gone, where America went, because I find myself uh, asking uh, the same uh, same exact uh, questions. Let's go to uh, Jeff. Jeff in Spring Valley, New York. Good morning, Jeff. What's on your mind? Hey, Dom. Love the show. Uh, and you're my fellow Rocklander. Yes, we um, are. I want to talk about the Will Smith thing. I don't know if you're aware of this, but Greg Kelly was talking yesterday. This is not the first time Will has done this. Apparently, he struck a reporter. No, 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 years. no, 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 no. I've seen the video. He was joking um, with an Italian or a Spanish reporter. I believe you're referring to. Is that the situation? No, it, I don't know. I didn't even watch it. I just okay. heard Greg say this. Right. And I, well, he, he was he, he was joking. This false he, he, information. Right. Well, he, he was joking, and and uh, I didn't hear Greg's interpretation of it, but Will Smith was joking, and he said, hey, hey, be careful with the comments about my wife. And then he looked at him in a joking, comedian way. 
But what happened at the Oscars was was not a joke, Jeff, by any means. No, no, it wasn't. No, no, you know, I thought it was a joke. The smack, I didn't even watch it. But just hearing him talk afterwards, I'm like, this is no joke. And a lot of people think this was staged or thought it was staged. I mean, well, I, I don't know. It, it's just, I, it's, Jeff, I what, what, thank you for the call, Jeff, fellow Rockland resident. What I and this is only my my interpretation of this. I could be wrong, but again, I, I for a split minute, I think Will Smith said, "I'm going to stand up for myself." After you've all said how weak I am and how soft I am, and I I really think he had a, 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 a perhaps a nervous breakdown for a minute, and in that minute time, I think he felt very good with taking the actions that he did. And apparently his wife did as well because she started giggling. And, folks, the whole situation is a mess when you talk about the relationship. And, I mean, uh, I'm just going to leave it alone. Linda, Linda in Long Island. Good morning, Linda. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. I'll make this short. I saw an interview tonight with, uh, you know, the comedian Paul Rodriguez. Yes, go ahead. You know who he is. Okay. He said that um, Will Smith did attack him, and uh, and he was really scared of him. He said, this is not the first time it's happened. He was, uh, you know, with him, and he said it was, I don't remember what it was, you know, what it was. Um, but he said it was very bad, and he even had them shorten his part. You know, just uh, he just got really angry and he attacked him and he was said to me, he, he wouldn't he said to me, he said that he was really scared and, you know, he wouldn't be around him. Mm-hmm. It was well, on, on the TV. Tonight. OK. You could check okay. It. Well, well, Linda, all the all the versions are going. I don't mean to laugh because it's it. Thank you for the call. It's a serious matter. All the versions are going to come out uh, now, all the allegations. And uh, I'm going back to your telephone calls in just a second, but coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Frank joins me right now. Good morning to you, Hello, sir. Hello, Dominic, TGIF. So you and I share the same That's Fridays right. That's now. right. We got to start doing weekend trips together. <laughs> and then on Sunday night at midnight, technically Monday morning, Yep. We both started at uh, midnight twelve and one, and 1 respectively. Yeah, I'm so, looking forward to it. I'll so, bring the so am I. bagels. You'll bring the bagels, yeah. okay? Well, you bring the pizza. That's true. You know. Fridays. It's a Friday it's, thing. Ah, it's a Friday thing. That's right. So, what do you have uh, coming up this uh, morning? Well, we have a lot of our Friday staples. We have uh, Ask Frank Anything next hour. Whatever people have questions about on any subject, I'll do my best to answer them. Then uh, we have uh, denunciations uh, at three a.m. where I give people a piece of my mind, uh, you know, and and call out those that I believe need some calling out. And at three thirty, uh, we're going to talk with one of my favorite guests, Gerald Salente, who's a trends forecaster. But of late, he's been doing some great video commentary on YouTube on the Ukraine situation. So we're going to talk about Ukraine, Russia, and I'm sure it'll delve into a broader discussion of other issues. So well. another great show. Should be. Fingers crossed. You can never tell until it's over. Doing anything good this weekend? Uh, we are doing our taxes on, on Saturday afternoon. Ugh. We're going to our accountant to do our taxes. Ugh. 
and uh, that should that sh- that's really the only thing we have scheduled at this point. I, I think an old friend of mine um, is uh, going to be in town, so I'm going to try and hook up with him maybe Friday afternoon or something. So that's about it. Good luck with that. Thank you. Let's go uh, back to the telephone calls. Who do you want to go to, Frank? Uh, how about Phil in Mendham? Good morning, Phil. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Hi, Frank and Dominic. Uh, Thank you, gentlemen. I was just going to mention something about uh, the nominee, Jackson, for the Supreme Court. Uh, A lot of people were underwhelmed by, you know, her not defining woman. But I just wanted to say that I think that it was just inartful, her response when she declined to define it, because the definition of woman is like precisely the question of a case that's probably going to arrive at the Supreme Court that's in a true. week or two. That's true. And, and all she had to do is say, you know, that basically, and say, because this question is going to very possibly be before me later, I'd, I'd rather not give you my opinion now to be pointed at later by everybody to say that she can't judge the case fairly and has to recuse. So I just wanted to point that out. Well, I thank you for the call, Phil. And I, I, I would think agree. He makes a good point. Yeah, right? I would agree completely with what he said there. Absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, these days the Supreme Court's called on to define everything, including what a woman is. So uh, I think uh, it makes sense to me what she what he said. Next call. Uh, well, how about well, we'll stick with the Phils. How about Phil in the Boogie Down Bronx? Good morning, Phil. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Yeah, hi, gentlemen. Listen, uh, this whole thing about homeless encampments and pulling homeless off the street and begging them to go into shelters, quite frankly, from what I've seen of the situation, I don't blame these people for not wanting to go to shelters. Shelter violence accounts for about 12 to 15 percent of the city's uh, crime problem. People are getting stabbed with with, uh, homemade knives, getting getting, uh, drug addicted. Uh, there's physical violence, there's theft, there's assaults, some violent assaults. But my, my, my point is you have people who are characterized as homeless because they're out on their own, they're a little bit shabby, and they're, they're sleeping on trains. You have a lot of people that are very well-dressed walking this city, and they're not all people of color, and they are very dangerous people. I had an incident the other day. I was on a bus, and this guy, white guy, I'm white myself, suit and tie, trips me as I'm walking by, mm. purposely puts out his foot, and he's, he's sitting there laughing, and he got he jumped up in the air, and he threatened to beat me to death, okay? And the bus driver did nothing, just looked over his shoulder. The point is, you have people with anger issues that are not necessarily homeless, that are just as dangerous, if not dangerous, as mentally ill homeless. Well, well, Phil, that I'm sorry that that happened to you, and and that is a um, that's a fair point. I mean, uh, no, well, no doubt about it. Another instance of uh, white on white crime, which has become far too prevalent in our city, unfortunately. But to his point about people being mentally ill out on the streets, I think that's one of the things I have to give the governor and the mayor credit for their calls and the governor's actual proposal. We'll see if it passes in the, you know next week as part of the budget for broader use of Kendra's law because mm-hmm. Kendra's mm-hmm. law is designed to get those people off the street whether they want to be off the street or not. Right, and it needs to be utilized. Folks, again, I won't be here tomorrow. Curtis Lee will listen to him. I will see you next week on uh, Monday morning. Coming up right now, Frank Marano and the other side of Midnight.